as we come before the presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, let us set aside the cares of this world and focus our minds and spirit on the one who is worthy of all praise and adoration. With joyful hearts, let us exalt the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and draw near to him in spirit and in truth. This is In The Moment. I'm your host, Reverend Ricky Allen Jr. Thanking you, as always, for a, another time to be with you. And I praise God for you every time we get up. It's another day to do something for the kingdom. And, of course, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I pray that the Lord Jesus Christ is out front and you are working on behalf of the kingdom in everything you're doing and with everyone you're talking to. So, Let's get started. Hope you did have a great 4th of July. Our morning scripture comes from Psalm 100, which reads, Shout for the joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen. And as always, we definitely want to keep you in mind for prayer. Uh, who doesn't need prayer in times like these? Of course, there, nothing's new under the sun. We just got a little bit more internet now to make us more aware of the evil around us. But nonetheless, though, if you need prayer, we definitely want to reach out to you in prayer and pray pray with you and come alongside you. Be sure to contact us at yourmomentministries at gmail.com, yourmomentministries at gmail.com. All right, let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we humbly bow before you in worship and adoration. We thank you for the privilege of gathering together this morning to lift our voice and hearts in praise to you. Today we come with hearts full of gratitude for your faithfulness, your mercy and love that sustains us daily. Lord Jesus, as we come into this time with you, we ask that your presence would fill wherever we are, whether we're in the car listening, whether we're at home watching the show, open our eyes to see your majesty, your ear, our ears to hear your voice, and our hearts to receive your truth. We recognize that you alone are worthy of all honor, glory, and praise. And as we engage you, may our voices be filled with joy and thanksgiving, declaring your goodness and grace to a world that has lost its way. As we meditate on your word, may it nourish our souls and guide our paths. Help us to approach you with reverence and humility always, knowing that we are your beloved children cared for and protected by your loving hands. Lord, we lift up any burdens, concerns, and challenges that may weigh on our hearts right now. We surrender them to you, trusting in your faithfulness and seeking your guidance. Strengthen us, O Lord, O God, to walk in obedience to your word and shine your light in a world that desperately needs your love. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
And we're back. I pray that you're having a fantastic day right now. Someone needs to hear that. Someone needs to hear that someone's praying that they're having a fantastic day because I know you're working hard. I know you're praying hard and you're looking and you're waiting for the Lord to move in your life. Well, I want you to stay encouraged to know that you're doing the right thing. Our topic today is awakening to abundance, living in the overflow. How many of us would love to live in the overflow? How many of you know that you're living in the overflow right now? How do we know that? We're going to find out. Our scripture comes from Philippians 4.19, which reads, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now let's pray. Now, Father, we ask you to bless those who are watching or listening right now. Encourage them in knowing that you hear them, that you see them. So we ask you to reveal your word to us, help us see things we may not have seen before. We ask this thing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. In life, we all work to have enough to tend to the provisions of our lives. And if we're being honest, I'm sure many of you feel you don't have enough. You can pay the bills, buy school supplies, buy groceries, but in your heart, you still feel like it's just not enough. There's a day you're praying for, it's a moment in time where you have an abundance to where you no longer need to worry. Humanity has failed at this because of their pathway to it. Satan has provided various means to get that abundance that looks far more attractive than trusting in the Lord and being patient. And because of his pathways, humanity has decided the heaven they want is not the heaven seen in that faith in Jesus Christ, his crucifixion and his resurrection. No, their eyes have turned their gaze from the cross to this world. Matthew 6 tells us how Jesus is very clear about this behavior. Starting in verse 19, Christ says, Lay not up for yourselves treasure upon earth, where moth and rust do corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doeth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If you spend all your time chasing for the abundance of this world, then this is all you will have. Whatever they define peace and love to be, it will be your definition. And it will be contrary to the God's definition, our God, in all things. But you're saying to yourself, yeah, I get it, but I'm still on the situation I'm in right now and I want out. How many don't, don't want out? Some of you out there right now are dealing with relationship issues and uh, financial issues and all sorts of family problems and social issues. How many don't want out? How many have taken the easy way out? So many. I think we know at least one person. But I get it though, you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're tired of it. 
You're tired of always not having. And you're tired of watching others get the things and moments that appears to take you years to acquire. It messes with your mind a little bit. In the selected text, Paul is responding to the gift giving by the Philippians by letting them know God will supply their needs. Paul wrote the letter to the Philippians while he was imprisoned. Specifically, he wrote the letter from Rome during his first Roman imprisonment. The letter is often referred to as one of Paul's prison epistles, along with Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon, as they were written during his time of being confined. It's a situation of even though I cannot repay the kindness, the love, the charity you've shown me, that I will declare to you that God through Christ Jesus will tend to your need, all your need. It's a declaration. He wants them to trust in it. And we read these words and we should trust in them as well. But how do we do that? How do we get to this abundance? How do we wake up to it and live in that overflow? Here are some thoughts I want to leave with you today, and I hope that you can take something from it. I want you to live in the overflow of God's promised provision. The scripture reminds us that our Heavenly Father is the ultimate source of all provision, and as believers, we can trust that God will meet our needs abundantly, drawing from his boundless riches in glory. Now, if we're going to trust in God's provision, we must trust the pathway to that provision, and that is Jesus Christ. You cannot jump the rank. I know a lot of people out there say they believe in God, but you never hear them profess Jesus Christ. You must come through Jesus Christ. If you, don't, if you do not believe that Jesus Christ is Lord over your life, if you have not accepted Christ as your Savior, then I don't know what God you believe in. Because the God that I serve, the God you say that you serve, has given everything to his Son. And it is through him we have everything we have right now and will have in the future. But why must we trust the pathway to that provision, Jesus Christ. We need the pathway because of sin and separation. The Bible teaches that all humanity is affected by sin, which separates us from God. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Sin disrupts our connection with the perfect and holy God, leaving us spiritually impoverished. You're down and out, you're poor, needful, dirt poor, and unable to access his abundant provision. This is why our pathway begins with acceptance of our mediator, our Lord and Savior, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ serves as that mediator between God and humanity. 1 Timothy 2.5, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, that man is Christ Jesus, through his sacrificial death on the cross and subsequent resurrection, Jesus reconciled us to God, bridging the gap caused by sin. That's why he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through him, John 14.6. Now, 
Through the pathway, which is Jesus, there is redemption and restoration. Through faith in Christ, we are redeemed and restored to a right relationship with God. By accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we receive forgiveness for our sins and become adopted into God's family. We read this in Ephesians 1.7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. So we see there, part of those riches are entwined with the grace of Jesus Christ. This restoration enables us to approach God as his children and partake in the blessings and provision he has, store, has in store for us. But not only that, though, this pathway gives us divine access to God's resources. In Jesus Christ, we gain access to the riches of God's grace and the abundant resources of his kingdom. Through our union with Jesus Christ, we become heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, sharing in his inheritance. God's provision flows to us because we are in Christ, connected to him as branches are connected to the vine. And through that, we have the acknowledgement of dependence on Christ. Through this pathway, we come to the conclusion, we recognize and acknowledge that we need Jesus in our life. Going through Jesus Christ for provision is not merely a technicality. Okay, you got to understand this. This is a relationship. One that we want to acknowledge of our dependence on him. As we abide in Christ and rely on him, we recognize that all provision ultimately comes from God. Jesus is the source of our spiritual nourishment, guidance, and empowerment. We trust in his wisdom, his timing, and his perfect will for our lives. And all this, going through this pathway, walking with Jesus Christ, engaging Jesus Christ, accepting him as Lord and Savior, coming to him, repenting and changing, we see ourselves in alignment with God's purposes. We acknowledge his lordship and surrender our own agendas. That's a big one. Surrender your own agendas. Surrender them. Give them up and trust the Lord. In doing so, we position ourselves to receive his provision in accordance with his perfect wisdom and knowledge of what is best for us. So we live in the overflow of God's promised provision and we understand we must trust the pathways, the pathway to that provision, and that is in Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to recognize the overflow. Recognize the overflow. Because sometimes we may overlook the blessings and abundance that already surrounds us. We need to open our eyes to see the overflow of God's provision in our lives. It may not always be material wealth, but it can manifest in various forms such as relationships, opportunities, and spiritual blessings. Have you stopped for a minute and really looked at the things that you have right now, the people that are in your life, the job that you have, have you taken a moment? Take a moment today and just walk around your house. And just take it in. And realize you're living in the overflow. This is what it looks like. When you 
walk through your house and people aren't yelling, they're not throwing things and they're not cussing at each other and you have silence. It's a warm Saturday morning and everybody's relaxing. The kids might get up and watch the Saturday morning cartoons. You might get up and do some yard work or catch up on some dishes or catch up on your stories or your, your anime or K-drama, whatever the case may be, whatever you watch. Netflix is, uh, Netflix is a monster, it's whatever you watch. But you have that peace though. Isn't God good to have that opportunity? So many don't. Do you recognize that? That's what I'm trying to tell you today. Do you recognize that part of your overflow that God has given you? A lot of folks don't. And that's why I'm telling you today, you are living in that overflow. You're in, you, you are waking up to an abundance of peace, an abundance of joy, an abundance of love, and you're, you're living in it. You just don't see it because the world has you uh, blinded to the drive to get more of something that you think is gonna help you gain what you already have. Now, I can't repeat that. <laughs> you gotta go back and rewind that and hear it again. But the fact remains is you're there. You're there. It may not be at a level of your neighbor, but you're there. And you should be telling yourself right now, praise be to God, from whom all blessings flow. When we recognize the overflow, we can cultivate a grateful heart. Gratitude plays a role in embracing the abundance of God and what he has in store for us. When we cultivate a grateful heart, we shift our focus from what we lack to the countless blessings we already possess. Literally what I just said five minutes ago. Gratitude allows us to experience joy and contentment in the present moment regardless of our circumstances. Have you ever heard anybody talk about the future more than ever before right now? People are getting blessed right now. God is blessing them right now. He's still in the blessing business. And they're already thinking about, well, next year I'm gonna do this. God's blessed you right here. Well, you know, yeah, I know, but you know, in three months I still need this right here. You can't live in the moment with Jesus Christ from, you know, you really can't do that. Is it always going to be you being a yeah, but Christian? You ever, have you heard of these guys? Uh, you know, they'll get blessed. Yeah, but God will bless again. Yeah, but God will bless again. Yeah, but there is no gratitude here. There is no grateful heart. There will always be something else that they think is going to make them complete. And that's an ongoing lie to keep you distracted from what God is doing for you and your family right now. And it also creates a problem in the family to where your children and your spouse also get stuck in that rut to where they never recognize what God is doing right now. It's always something else. It's always another problem. It's always another task. You don't stop and praise the Lord for what you have right now. Recently, this happened to me. Had a situation uh, that we've been praying on. 
uh, the prayer was answered and immediately the person gave credit to information. <laughs> well, we, we submitted all the information and well, that's probably why this happened. Whoa, wait a minute, pause, stop tape. We prayed for this. We prayed for this and God did this. Yes, I'm sure the information has something to do with it. I'm sure that there was some part of that decision-making process of the information provided that has something to do with it. But ultimately, God through the Holy Ghost moved in those prayers. And now we have what we prayed for. It's easy to push God to the side and credit something else when your mind moves away from thinking about God and all things. It's very easy. Be careful. And when we cultivate a grateful heart, here are three things you do. You understand the need blessed by God through Jesus Christ. Now, you probably looked at that word need in the scripture and it didn't say needs. Did you notice that? All right, well, well, let's go back up to it real quick. The word says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's a singular emphasis, need. Why would he say need? Don't we have an abundance of needs, plural? Is it really just one need, singular? Let's break that down. Paul emphasizes God's provision extends beyond specific individual requirements. It encompasses every aspect of our lives, covering all our needs collectively. It highlights the comprehensive nature of God's care for his children. So he took all the needs you have and made it one need. There is a need in your life. He doesn't have to compartmentalize it, doesn't have to break it down. You have a need. He's going to supply all your need. And when we do this, when we understand the need blessed by God, we trust in God's sufficiency. The singular form of need also implies that God is not limited by the multiple or complex aspects of our needs, plural. He is fully capable of meeting every need we have, regardless of the variety or the quantity. It reflects Paul's confidence in God's sufficiency to supply abundantly. This is how you wake up in the abundance. Understanding that God is not limited, God is unlimited in supplying everything you need. Why? Because you got to grasp the, uh, the understanding of the unconditional provision. There's understanding the need blessed by God through Jesus. There's trusting in God's sufficiency. And then there is understanding his unconditional provision. Paul's use of need underscores that God's provision is not contingent upon our ability to articulate or comprehend our individual needs fully. You think you know what you need. You think you got an idea of what you need. But in all aspects, you really don't know. There are several times in my life I thought I knew what I needed, and, and, real, and on the real, I really didn't know. I need a car. I, need, I didn't know what kind of car I needed. I just needed a, a working car. I wanted a new house. I didn't know what kind of house I actually needed. God knew that. 
I simply step forward in faith. Even when we are unaware of certain needs, God in his wisdom knows them all and is faithful to supply each one. It reveals God's unconditional love and care for his people. That one word need, when you break that down and really understand why he uses the singular and not the plural, is because we need to understand the need blessed by God. Understand and trusting in God's sufficiency and his unconditional provision. So where do we go from here, as the song says? Where do we go? Here's what I want you to do this week. I want you to surrender to God's provision. Surrender your worries and anxieties about provision into God's hands. More than capable to handle them, people. He's more than capable. In order to recognize your abundance in God, to live in the overflow of Christ Jesus, surrender. I want you to surrender all the worries, all the wants, and the needs to a complete God you serve. Stop separating the wants and needs and recognize you serve a complete God through Jesus Christ who can supply you both. Give it all to him. Stop worrying about it. So many of us worry. We can't enjoy anything because we're worried about the money we're spending. We can't do anything because we're so worried and everybody's so anxious. Be confident in the Lord. This is the God you say you serve. Trust in him. Love him. Adore him. He can provide everything and anything. Take it from this country preacher from Southwest Virginia. I can tell you so many stories about there were times where I got to a point I just stopped worrying. So you know what? God sees what's going on. And you, you need to tell yourself that. Tell yourself when things are going wrong, when you're worried, when you're anxious. God sees what's going on. He sees it. Trust it. Take that into account that you serve an almighty God. And then open your eyes to abundance. Take each time, each day, to reflect on the blessings and provisions God has bestowed to you. Take it in. Take a moment each day to really take in what God has done for you and give thanks. Stop worrying about everything you need, need, need. Look at what God has already done for you and be grateful for it. Surrender to God's provision, open your eyes to abundance and understand to be generous to others and take this overflow with generosity. You are a recipient to God's abundant provision. We are called to be conduits of his blessings to others. Let us share our resources, time, and love generously, reaching out to those in need. We can do this through uh, being kind to others, being generous, but also in every attempt to share the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our kindness is not empty. Our kindness is not just generous. Our kindness is because we had a loving Savior who died on the cross and rose again with all power in his hands to be loving to us and to be generous enough to us to give us the grace that we do not deserve. Share that with others. While you're doing great things out there, share why you're doing great things. It's because you love a Savior 
that loved you first. Even in your sin, he loved you enough so that you would have the opportunity to come to glory. But you do that through repentance and through acceptance of Jesus Christ, and they should too. And if you're out there right now and you you just don't have a good source of understanding that, we, we encourage you to tune in every week to In The Moment via AIM Christian Television on Roku. You can download the app right now and see my ugly mug every week. <laughs> you can see it every week, people. Uh, you have an opportunity. You, the word is being preached to you. It's being relayed to you. There, is no, there are no excuses. You have means, method, and motive. You know you want more than what you're getting right now. Wherever you are, you're, you feel empty because you're just not dialing into God's word the way you feel you should. Well, I pray that maybe the Lord will tell me something to relate to you that will help you just a little bit more each day. And if we can do that, we're living out the calling that Jesus Christ has on this show and this channel. Surrender to God's provision. Open your eyes to the abundance you have right now. And live in the overflow of generosity. And you'll be surprised what you'll see. Until next time, may God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. And we will talk to you, God willing, next week. You take care.